0: Hello, my name is Leva Bonovi and this is episode 10 from Clan of the Horses, a podcast about horses and horse people. This episode is a transcript of episode 16 from a Norwegian podcast, where I do have several short episodes that I refer to as moments of Sen. They are apt to be moments I have experienced with horses that have taught me something important, or inspired me to make a significant shift in the way I relate to or understand my horses. This is one of those moments. Today's moment of took place quite a few years ago when I had my first horse. He was probably around twenty-two years old at the time, and he was part of an outdoor herd of five other horses. One of these horses was a yearling, owned by the woman who ran the place and the agreement that was made was that this yearling should never ever be left alone in the large enclosure. So if you arrived a bit late in the afternoon like I did on this particular day, and all the other horses were off on trail rides, you simply had to wait until they came back before you could take your own horse anywhere. So when I realized that my horse was the only one left with the yearling, the plan was to do like I used to. Take it easy and wait for some of the older horses to return. But this was just before the grazing season started, so when my horse saw me, he was highly motivated and ready to get out of the enclosure to graze immediately, having had nothing but dry hay for nine months. So he trotted towards the gate full of optimism. As a matter of fact, he was so full of expectations that I didn't have the heart to let him wait. So I decided to bend the rules a little. I got my rope and halter and let my horse out so he could graze while we waited, Just outside the gate there was a specific herb that he really has always been very fond of. And with this arrangement it was less than a metre and a half between the two horses. And the yearling handled the situation well. Then my horse decided that he wanted to graze a bit further from the gate. But I held him back, because I wanted to stick with the deal and stay close to the yearling. But my horse was very determined. I could feel his energy through the rope and I remember I was a bit surprised because he was very fond of the herb he was eating and the grass he chose instead was less lush and a bit dry. Anyways, I followed him and since we were still fairly close to the yelling, I figured it would probably work out. But then I got a small example of the alleged separation anxiety. That was the reason behind the deal. A behavior that must be considered normal behavior for a herd animal. But for sure some horses get more anxious than others. And the yearling did get quite anxious when my horse moved away from the gate. It wasn't far, four, five meters maybe. And my horse stood there and grazed for a while, and then he went back and grazed some more on the herbs by the gate, before he led me towards the grass four or five meters away from the gate again. I was rather intrigued and curious about his behavior. He never used to move around like this when he grazed early in the season. He would usually just stop and eat the first grass or herbs he found, but this time he was moving back and forth between the herbs by the gate and the thin grass four or five meters away, and every time he walked away, the yearling's adrenaline was slightly up on the other side of the fence. So I tried to lure my horse back to the herbs by the gate, but to my surprise, he preferred to eat the thin grass. I also noticed that he was less aware of my signals and our flow of communication than I was used to. So I decided to put the lead rope on his back and walk away, to try to get a feeling about what was really going on. I knew it was something, I just didn't quite understand what it was. And when I had watched how we moved back and forth, between the grass and the herbs for a while, I noticed a pattern. It resembles the rhythm of the waves washing against the shore, only in slow motion. Very, very slow motion. And then it dawned on me. My horse tried to teach the yearling to cope with being alone. He would walk two steps away from the gate, then two steps back again, and then three steps away from the gate, and then two steps back again. But he slowly increased the distance. And each time he walked away, he grazed a little longer before he walked a few steps back again. It was all happening so slowly that I probably never would have noticed if I had not taken a step back and paused for a while. If I hadn't, it would just have looked like random grazing but nothing could be further from the truth. I was completely fascinated by the deliberate actions of my horse. He simply expanded the yearling's comfort zone step by step. He responded to the increased adrenaline in the yearling by walking towards the gate, and then increased the distance again when the yearling calmed down. And when he had been doing this for quite a bit of time, he had finally walked so far away from the enclosure that he was out of the yearling's sight. And suddenly my horse had deliberately, on his own, created the exact situation the owner of the yearling tried to avoid at all costs. A situation where the yearling's adrenaline became way too high, and he went ballistic. But the yearling didn't go ballistic. He paid close attention to every move my horse made, and every move gave him a piece of advice, so he was able to remain completely calm when my horse disappeared out of sight." The two horses had had a conversation about this moment beforehand, and the Jeling had settled down, knowing that he was well taken care of and safe. It took a while before my horse reappeared. He continued his work, using an intricate pattern and subtle signals that would easily have been missed, but the missed nothing. He had followed every step my horse took, getting calmer and calmer, and now he stood half asleep in the sun with soft eyes. I was still in awe over the silent, slow conversation that took place between the two horses, when the owner or the yelling came driving back home from work. And when she spotted the yelling, left alone in the enclosure, she was really upset. And I wouldn't say she scolded me for ignoring our agreement, but she didn't take it well. I therefore tried to explain what had just occurred, and that my horse had actually done a piece of work for her horse, but she didn't really hear me out she was first and foremost upset. Too upset to listen to what I had to say, and unfortunately also too upset to notice that the yelling in question, who was believed to suffer from separation anxiety, now stood alone in the enclosure, completely calm for the first time and half asleep in the sun. This moment taught me two important things. One, trying to explain something to people who are either stuck in the past or unable to listen with an open mind is often a waste of time. Two, what I witnessed was not in any way a unique moment. Moments like this happen all the time between our horses. But we are way too busy and efficient to notice. You had just heard episode 10 from Clan of the Horses, a podcast about horses and horse people. I want to thank my composer Fredrik Blom, and last but not least, I want to thank you, dear listener, for your patience. May the horse be forever with you.